woman in Chicago was scammed out of more than $11,000 by a Bruce Springsteen impersonator she met online. Now, these scams can be tricky, but one way to tell that someone is not the real Bruce Springsteen is that he asked to borrow $11,000. Yeah, we never did that story last week, so this woman got catfished by, she thought it was Bruce Springsteen, and he said, I'm going through divorce right now, and all my money's tied up, and I, I, I really need $11,000 to come... Uh, to visit you and everything. Wow. So this woman sent who she thought was Bruce Springsteen 11K. Wow. <laughs> wow. What do you do for someone like that? You can't help someone like that, can you? Uh, uh, not let him go online. I mean, uh, seriously, somebody who would fall for that lacks the capacity. I mean, they're like a blind person. You can you can yell at them all day long. No, no, no. You need to see objects, but it's not going to help. She's got a blind but spot. It's, it's not much crazier, though, than remember the story I told from the Clapton autobiography where this random woman calls him up, got his phone number somehow, and said she could get him and his ex-girlfriend back together, but you need to come to New York and have sex with me. And he said, okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, it happens. Wow. Slow hand, slow brain. <laughs> hey, President Trump is doing a is taking questions from reporters right now. Now he's hot to trot about this um, a- agreement that he got with Mexico and Canada, and they tried to ask some Kavanaugh questions. He said, "No, no, no, I want to talk about this," which I don't blame him. I don't think that's a dodge. He's had this huge win, economic win, on something he's been working on for a long time, and it's what this is what he cares about more than anything. So I understand him only wanting to take questions at that, but he did say he might take some Kavanaugh questions at the end, so if he does, we maybe we'll bring those to you. Yeah, we rolling on that, fellas? Yeah, we are. Yeah, all right, fabulous, great. So, hey, uh, back to the subject of, of men and women and love and the rest of it. Uh, as I mentioned very early in the show this morning, I officiated a wedding yesterday. Uh, absolutely lovely. Kind of a traditional American Christian-y type of wedding, like this one I'm picturing? Or was uh, there a yeah. goat sacrificed uh, or anything? Or? Oh, no, 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 no animal sacrifice. It was, uh, was actually a shotgun out, present. It was out in the, <laughs> if so, it was brandished behind the scenes. Um, it was in a, a woodland setting. Uh, it was not far from the, uh, the heavily armed Getty compound in the woods, actually. Mm. And um and it it was nice. I mean the the bride and groom could not be better people. I'm really fond of them. Um, uh, listeners to the show, by the way, lots and lots of fags there at the wedding. Um, but the, friends the, of Armstrong and Getty. It, correct. Yeah. Um, great families too. I mean, Judy and I so hit it off with a bunch of family members and and friends and stuff. It just it was funny. It was like, wait, these are my people. These are people I like, I'm comfortable with. Um, and I felt that before I started drinking, so it wasn't that. <laughs> um, and I thought, well, how do you, is there some, can there be some sort of a website designed for, like, just meeting people you connect with, you mm. see eye to eye with? I guess that's what clubs and churches and stuff are for. Um, uh, but it was it was funny just to be amidst, uh, among a bunch of people we felt completely comfortable with, almost immediately. Uh, so that was cool. Um, and, and I like doing it. I've done a couple, two, three, uh, weddings and, uh, I have a, a, a lovely screed that I, uh, you know, change and improvise a little bit, um, about marriage and, and happy marriages and, and that sort of thing. Because, you know, anybody who doesn't understand it's the marriage, not the wedding. No, it's a nice, nice wedding and you're fine forever. That's all. You just got to make sure you get everything 
Well, and nice means expensive. Expensive, of course, exactly. Exotic location ensures a long, happy marriage. The more ice sculptures at your wedding, the longer you will be married. Food, hugely important to whether or not the wedding is going to be, the marriage is going to be happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You Argue about up. that. Just spend a lot of time on that. <laughs> till you hate each other. Yeah. And what's more important, till each of your moms hates the other mom. <laughs> That's the key. You serve pork and beans at your, your wedding, you'll be divorced by the end of the night. Uh, so anyway, that was very nice. And I I enjoy doing it, but I don't want to do it a lot. Um, because uh, So what you're saying concern. is you'll marry anyone, and so they should text us at 415-295-K. Oh, oh, my. Oh, my. You're there well, for them. Let me finish my thought, Jack, and, and this may be self-limiting because I have an idea. So, so I don't want to do it all the time because it's, it's time-consuming and I get nervous because it's such an important day for the bride and groom, especially with the families and everything. And, and I'm like, oh, please don't screw this up. Please don't screw this up. Please don't be the joke that everybody has for the rest of their lives. And do you remember that idiot we hired to be the officiant? So I and I got to put on a suit and everything. So I don't want to do a suit. It. Oh yeah. Oh, and and you know what I did for the first time? I think in a decade. Did you shave or were you a bearded officiant? A bearded. Mm. I think it makes me look more fatherly. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I did something I have not done in a decade. Would you like to guess what that is? Deodorant. Sean, deodorant. Michael, good guess. No, that's not correct. Sean, I guess. Sprint a quarter mile. <laughs> Please. Was there a bear after me? <laughs> well, then you have your answer. No. I buttoned the top button in my shirt and kept it buttoned. First time in a decade. I hate that. I never do that. I don't like things touching my neck. <laughs> you should know that about me. Usually I just kind of leave the top one unbuttoned, but since the tie up enough that it looks like it's buttoned, but anyway, so and do you I feel a physical difference in that, or is this just a mental thing of I'm not a top button guy? Oh no, no, that that would make you me ever a weirdo. Of buying Sean. the correct size shirt. <laughs> My weight tends to fluctuate, Jack. That's so your face issue. doesn't turn purple. <laughs> Exactly. When it when it cuts off my airway, I know. Wow, I need to buy a bigger shirt. Uh, but so anyway, I've I've decided how to limit it because I will marry folks if they're interested. Um, it's, slash desperate. Uh, I get one percent of your firstborn child's earnings. Wow, that's a for their entire life. <laughs> you know, just keep it in the back of your mind. Maybe you're not even going to have kids. It's none of my business. But if you do, if if the fruits of your loins emerges from the marriage I sanctified, <laughs> I get 1% of the kids' earnings. So this is in addition to, because I know you kiss the bride first. That's part of your thing. <laughs> first, I will kiss her. Then you kiss her. You know you know what is nerve-wracking is... You're, you're there, like, you know, as the officiant, and the bride and groom are right next to you. I mean, you could reach out and touch each one of them with your elbows. And everybody's um, staring at you. And, oh, yeah. And and <laughs> the bride, uh, in this case, the, the fabulous Becca, um, it's, you know, it's it's a huge day for the groom, too, obviously. But the bride is really invested in the planning of it and and the dress and who's going to stand where and the rest of it anybody who's ever married uh, gotten married knows this um and and she's like a foot and a half from me 
And it's like doing like the most critical thing involved in your job with your boss literally at your elbow. And it's just, it's like, oh, don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. She's going to be so mad if you screw this up. Don't screw this up. So it's just too nerve-wracking. And they care so much about how they, they the, the women's do, which is fine. But, uh, you know, you, what you're wearing, who's standing where, all that sort of stuff. Right. And the guys just don't care at all. No, uh, either because it doesn't strike as Im- them as important yes. or frequently, they're so GD nervous they 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 wouldn't know. You know, you could have a, a six hundred pound gorilla wander in and sit in the front row, and they'd never notice it. Oh, that's a wedding. Did you have yeah. anything to drink before you did this? Oh no, 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 no. So you weren't like Kavanaugh stumbling around slurring your words. <laughs> God, you look hot. Hey, hey, hey! Look at those bridesmaids, dude. Look at them. Hey, hey! We're in the middle of the ceremony. No, there's none of that. No, there's none of that. Things got a little festive later in the evening, though. Oh, man, they were mixing up some really good cocktails and plenty of wine at dinner and yummy grub. That was fun. So Trump's doing this press conference on trade. He's gotten into the Kavanaugh questions. He tried to shut down a woman asking a question and didn't. So they're off into the questions about Kavanaugh and the scope of the FBI investigation. So we can bring you a little bit of this when we come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, if you're not willing as a Trump fan to admit that he punches down and distracts himself and is kind of nasty when he doesn't need to be there's something wrong with you and if you can't admit that he seems to be doing a hell of a good job crafting trade agreements well there's something wrong with you true true um so we'll bring you that when we come back stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show armstrong and getty the conscience of the nation The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Trump's got a press conference going there in the Rose Garden or whatever that is outside the White House. By the way, Mnuchin's wearing sunglasses. A little too cool, man. I know you got the hot young blonde wife and all that. but He's like a zillionaire or something, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, most of them are. Check his pockets. He's got no dams to give. (laughs) So Trump's sitting there, and he's taking questions, and everybody's trying to ask Kavanaugh questions. He said, no, I'm not answering questions on that. I want to talk about the trade deal, which is a big deal. This is what he ran on. This is what he's been talking about since he was 30-some years old, this sort of stuff. And Canada's our number one trading partner, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. And this is what he cares about. Um, and uh, anyway, so he, he wanted to do that. One uh, woman asked a question and then tried to get a Kavanaugh question. He said, do you, have a tra- do you have a trade question? Do you have a trade question? Do you have a trade question? Have her give the mic to someone else. Give the mic to someone else. Give the mic. He wouldn't let her ask a question because um, he wanted to talk about the trade deal, which I perfectly understand. He said he would take some Kavanaugh at the end while we're there. So now he's going to jump into the Kavanaugh stuff, and I have no idea how this is going to go. But it was a factor, absolutely, in, in the deal. Okay, let's go. Come on. You want to, I guess, get off trade. I don't know. You, people you. are falling asleep with trade. I think it's, the, to me, it's the most exciting thing you can talk about, right, Joni? <laughs> right? All right, let's go. Come on. Thank you, Mr. President. In a tweet this weekend, you said it's incorrect to say that you're limiting the scope of the FBI investigation into Judge Kavanaugh. But your own statement on Friday made it very clear. You said this investigation must be limited in scope. So which is it? Well, no, is I didn't there... say anything on Friday. What I said is... Let the Senate decide whatever they want to do is okay with me. And also the FBI. 
I think the FBI should do what they have to do to get to the answer. At the same time, just so we all understand, this is our seventh investigation of a man who has really, you know, you look at his life until this happened. What a what a change he's gone through. What his family's gone through. The trauma for a man that's never had any accusation, any he's never had a bad statement about him. He's led I mean, I think he was number one in his class at Yale. He was number one in his law school at Yale. And then what he's gone through over the last three weeks is incredible. So now, is that uh, true? Because there was a guy behind Trump. I don't know who he is. Somebody involved with the trade thing who kind of had a look on his face and looked like he was shaking his head a little bit, like saying, "That's not true." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's close enough to be <laughs> true. It's you know, along those lines. Get the yeah. hell out of here! Yeah, everything's FBI, always this... got to be the best. Yeah, the biggest, exactly, yeah. exactly. Seventh investigation. So it's not like they, you know, just starting. Uh, I want them to do a very comprehensive uh, investigation, whatever that means, according to the senators and the Republicans and the Republican majority. I want them to do that. I want it to be comprehensive. I actually think it's a good thing for Judge Kavanaugh. I think it's actually a good thing, not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Now, with that being said, I'd like it to go quickly. And the reason I'd like it to go quickly, very simple. It's so simple. Because it's unfair to him at this point. What his wife is going through, what his beautiful children are going yeah, this is, through, this is, the wrong is not describable. What do you think he should be doing? Well, yeah, Mr. President, let me take over. Uh, listen, we have empowered the FBI to do what they need to do. But it is absolutely undeniable that the Democrat strategy is to delay this nomination as long as they can to get past the midterms. They are doing that by assassinating a good man's character. I'm not going to reward that by granting them an indefinite delay. We've given the FBI plenty of time to do what they need to do, but I will not let this stretch on forever. Next question. God, I feel like I need to skip ahead because I'm looking ahead like eight minutes. Hanson, are you uh, following this? Looks like there's some good stuff coming up <laughs> coming up here in a little bit. Yeah, I want I want to fast forward ahead a little bit here. Gimme. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know if I can find it at just the right spot. I'm going to go back about a minute in oh, time. Oh, that's the right spot right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's check this out. Okay, here we go. Go ahead, Michael. One, I said, the good thing is now the press finally gets it. Now they'll finally treat me fairly. They got worse. They're worse now than ever. They're loco, but that's okay. I put up with it. Go ahead. Uh, I use that word because of the fact that we made a deal with Mexico. (laughs) Thanks. Really helping. That's beautiful. Oh, my God. What a Trumpy moment. No kidding. Here we go. No, no. Please sit down. Thank you, Mr. President, for coming back to you. You're going to be next. You're going to be next. I didn't know. I thought you were talking. Go ahead. I have two questions about Judge Kavanaugh. First, there are now concerns that he may have lied or mischaracterized his drinking while testifying. If they find that he did, do you think that bars him from being your Supreme Court nominee? Well, I've watched I watched him. I was surprised at how uh, vocal he was about the fact that he likes beer and he's had a little bit of difficulty. I mean, he talked about things that happened when he drank. I mean, this is not a man that said that alcohol was absent, that he was perfect with respect to alcohol. No, I thought he was actually 
Going back so many years, I thought he was uh, excellent. The interesting thing is, though, nobody asked him about what's happened in the last 25, 30 years during his professional career, because there were no bad reports. I mean, there are bad reports on everybody in here. Most of the people sitting down there are bad, except for Mike Pence, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and if we find one on him, then I'm, I think that's, that's going to be, that'll be the greatest shock of all time. <laughs> No, there are bad reports on everybody. I'm looking at people. I'm sort of... Look at some of these people asking the questions, okay? Look at Blumenthal. He lied about Vietnam. He didn't just say, hey, I went to Vietnam. No, no. For 15 years, he said he was a war hero. He fought in Da Nang province. We call him Da Nang Richard. Da oh, Nang. I'm not, That's I'm not sure I Da Nang. He ne- Lean too heavily on uh, Vietnam there, uh, Mr. President, sir. Your heel might start hurting. Yeah. to Vietnam and he's up there saying we need honesty and we need integrity this guy lied when he was the attorney general of Connecticut he lied I don't mean a little bit and then when he got out he actually dropped out of the race and he won anyway because Democrats always win in Connecticut he won very close probably the closest ever but here's the guy lied and now he's up there talking like he's holier than thou you know what take a look at his record and when he got out and when he apologized, he was crying. The tears were all over the place. And now he acts like, how dare you? Take a look at the judge who has led an exemplary life. I mean, you're going back to high school because he had beer. I think the judge has been uh, pretty amazing about describing his situation with alcohol and with beer. I mean, take a look at Cory Booker. He ran Newark, New Jersey into the ground. He was a horrible mayor. And he made statements that when he was in high school or college, what he was doing, he actually made the statements. And now he's talking about Judge Kavanaugh. And I could go through a whole list of them, okay? Boy, he goes there, doesn't he? Trump Mm. always goes there. Yeah, doesn't mind uh, a bloody lip or administering one. Oh, boy. Now, so uh, a little bit ago, he did say that the FBI could uh, do a thorough investigation. That that seemed pretty unequivocal to me, other than the length of time. Right. Which I, I suppose will still be criticized. Well, yeah, of course. And and uh, I guess legitimately so, because, you know, that's a serious limitation on an investigation. But I, I completely understand why they have to do that. I find it interesting that in response to the question of, if Judge Kavanaugh was, as the reporter was saying, was lying about the the peripheries of what they're discussing, is that reason enough to not further him forward? He just goes through and say, hey, no, everybody lies. It's, you know, it's true, but that's it's an interesting response, I think. I like well, his weird thing with Pence. So Pence here, if we ever find anything about him, oh, that'll be a shock, huh? What is that? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Yeah, we got more highlights from Trump's presser. The housing market's cooling off in a number of hot, hot markets, including San Francisco and Seattle. What is going on? And Elon Musk taking another hit. And Gavin Newsom's non-run for the governor, run for the governor, which is not getting a lot of attention, which is part of the story. Mm, All good stuff. Stay tuned to that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Pointing out that Kanye, who was wearing his MAGA hat, his Trump hat on Saturday Night Live, and did a little rant. He regularly wears his Trump hat with his Colin Kaepernick shirt. 
yeah. as an attempt to bring people yeah. together or something. How's that going? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was an interesting... So after his Saturday Night Live thing, when he was on his private plane flying back to whatever Castle Kardashian he's currently residing in, he was tweeting, he went on a little bit of a tweet thing, and he was talking about uh, abolishing or amending the, the 13th Amendment, right? And whether or not he has a grasp on what he's talking about, guaranteed there were so many people under the age of... 20 who are like 13th Amendment and started Googling it and yeah. were reading about it. So I do think in some way he's bringing more people to the conversation. Whether that helps or not, I have no idea. Right. How much of it is him liking the attention? Just oh. like being uh, contrary. See that kind of guy? Yes. He certainly enjoys being in these kind of uh, cauldrons of controversy, right. it seems. News now with Marsha Phillips. Cauldrons of controversy. Now, President Trump is praising the new trade deal with Canada and Mexico, and during his presser on so the deal... So is practically everybody else. New York Times, Ian Bremmer. During his uh, presser on the deal, reporters were chomping at the bit to ask questions about the investigation into Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Trump denying that he is in any way limiting the FBI background investigations. I want it to be comprehensive. I actually think it's a good thing for Judge Kavanaugh. I think it's actually a good thing. Not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Now, with that being said, I'd like it to go quickly. And the reason I'd like it to go quickly, very simple. It's so simple. Because it's unfair to him at this point. Trump going on to say that he's used to, he himself is used to this kind of treatment. I think it's fair to do it to me because, you know, I've been going from day one. I've been from long before I got to office. You've been doing it. It's almost became, I, I think for me, it's like a part of my job description to handle this crap. But as far as, as far as, this is a man that this is not from his world. Um, wow. His syntax is so odd. Uh, what was I going to say? Now, is it? Because I remember, you know, the interviews in the 90s, like with Oprah, in which he was extremely thoughtful and articulate. Is, is his syntax just that he's reminding himself constantly Use small words and repeat yourself. Use small words and repeat yourself. Is he cutting himself off from like, I don't know. big words and explanations intentionally, the whole art of the deal thing? I don't know. Um, uh, and, oh, uh, need, you need to be reminded, in case you didn't know this, the FBI does not come to a conclusion on right. this. This isn't like the Russia probe where they'll say, and so we've concluded blah, blah, blah. No, they're not doing that. They're just going to give information to the senators, and they'll still have to come to a conclusion. Right. Ms. Sanchez says he wagged his dick at her. Nobody else was there. That's what the report will say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With an illustration, perhaps. There's, there's I've a seen that illustration in, uh, in bathroom stalls. Oh, boy. New York. They're loco. New York. Oh, that part. Oh, my God. I, just, I said that because we just did a deal with Mexico. You guys get it? Uh, oh, we're doing a Mexican thing. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're tracking with you. You know, that's funny. That is two things that ought to be in the show intro from today's news. The first one was the Matt Damon clip about 11. Right. Second one is they're loco. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do it. Let me tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. (laughs) New York Times is reporting the housing markets cooling off fairly quickly in a number of the nation's super hot markets. San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Denver, all reporting prices are increasing a lot more slowly. And in some of these markets, 
sellers are starting to actually cut prices. Well, yeah, that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. People are moving out. They can't afford to buy it, so you have to lower the price. That's right. a, There's a name uh, for that. Uh, uh, well, yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping this is a sign of letting off a little steam and, and folks calming down and not contributing to something that might be another bubble. Oof. Uh, by the way, since we're talking about California, article right. in the New York Times, 3,000 miles away, about the California governor race. A cat, Gavin Newsom, a stealth run for California governor, and they followed him around. And we're talking about how you go to these various rallies, and there's, like, nobody there, no press, no people. I mean, there's just nothing there. And he doesn't mention that he's running for governor. He mentions other issues and other candidates. He doesn't even really mention that he's running for governor. And nobody's nobody's really putting any pressure on him for a debate, so there's probably not going to be one. And, wow. uh, and And he's way ahead in the polls, and it's just kind of just... I don't know. I guess everybody's just accepted. I don't yeah. know. What are you going to do? Did they have new polling information in the New York Times piece? I didn't Their see Their polls that they quoted, it wasn't very close at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's... I hope they're wrong. It's 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 something. He doesn't... Usually when people are ahead, they still campaign and pack mm-hmm. the crowds and get them chanting and talk about what they're going to do. He's just... he did. They had a campaign stop where he didn't even mention being governor or anything about it. Wow. Isn't that something? Elon Musk, out as chairman of Tesla, is going to be paying a $20 million fine to settle a fraud charge bought by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Tesla itself is also settling. They're going to pay the same amount. Musk is going to hold on to his role as CEO of the company that he started, but he cannot return as chairman for at least three years. Eh, That'll give him more time to get baked with Joe Rogan. Yeah, $20 million. He spends that much on bongs. Musk not admitting nor denying that he misled investors when he tweeted that he had secured funding to take Tesla private at $420 a share. The SEC claiming Musk did not have any offers or potential funding and that he made up the $420 price as a reference to marijuana to impress his girlfriend. I assumed the second I heard it that it was not real. Hey, uh, I'm going to address this uh, question of positive, Sean. Can you imagine if Elon Musk turned his genius and his innovative spirit to bong design? What sort of insane high-tech 21st century uh, bong he could come up with? I don't know if if college campuses could handle that. It it may just drastically change the way the world works. He'd he'd come up with a way that he could, like, shoot pot smoke into your lungs from two time zones away, and you could get future, not even be at the party. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here, I'm starting to get his show, The Conscience of the Nation. I just hope that he hangs on to the uh, kind of the the quirky inventor billionaire philanthropist thing that he seems to be leaning into, and he doesn't do a hard pivot to like Lex Luthor style. No, we're we're gonna. We're, I'm just. I'm making. I'm putting my base on Mars, and that's where I'm gonna start to take over the world from. Crap's a weird ice palace. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the petering out coming up. We'll uh, ease into the rest of the day. Right. We don't want to hurt anything. We don't want to pull anything. Certainly not. Do we have more Trump press conference? Anything good come out of that? Uh, he kind of went back to trade. Yeah. Finished up with that, which, you know, I don't blame him. He, he wants to make sure that doesn't get completely lost in the news cycle today. Sure. Because uh, he'd been working on that for a long time. and took a lot of slings and arrows for even attempting this, right? Remember how stupid it was in the beginning to take on Canada with this? Oh, yeah, making an enemy of our friend. This is a disaster. I tell you what, I can't wait to see how the China thing ends up. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So let's go live to the Senate hearing room where two of the oldest white people I've ever seen are about to run a circus. (laughs) Order, order. We're calling this meeting back to order, this hearing back to order. That's right. We're back from lunch. I had soup. And I, I had soup as well. It was too hot. (laughs) Wow. That's just ageism is what that is. Yeah. From Saturday Night Live. So why did half the country think one was obviously lying and the other half the country think the other was obviously lying? Because we're terrible at picking out who's a liar, according to studies. Or are we? We really are no better than chance. And uh, so it has to be for other reasons that we choose who we believe. And it tends to be, of course, uh, the people we want to believe. Right, right. Wow. it's, It's like gaydar. Why humans Everybody are, thinks they have it. <laughs> Nobody does. Why humans are bad at spotting lies. Humans aren't very good at being able to tell just from watching someone and listening to them talk whether they're being told the truth or not. Research suggests our interpretations of testimony like Kavanaugh's or Ford's will be shaped by what we already believe. Even without those particular biases, humans just aren't very good at reading people. There's no twitchy tell or revealing behavior that is indicative of lying or truth-telling because behavior is culturally mediated. When we all live in the same culture, people who want to lie know what behaviors might make them look more or less credible every bit as much as people who are watching uh, for those behaviors are trying to figure it out. Wow. Which makes pretty good sense. Yeah, I read something the other day where they were saying really the only reliable way to tell if somebody's lying is if they look up and to the left, I know. Well, no, I've heard that, though. Did they address that? No. no. Well, I'm guessing they don't think that that's much, since they said there yeah. are no tells. But they said, really, tiny, little, incongruous, uh, like, facial expressions that don't match the emotion of the thing. You have to watch incredibly carefully. You have to be very perceptive. And even then, uh, you're going to miss it a lot. Going on to this person, uh, people that have written uh, papers and books on this, studies show they believe themselves, uh, studies show that some people believe themselves to be better than chance at spotting liars, but the same studies show that they aren't. And that makes sense because the feedback that we get misleads us. Custom agents, for instance, correctly pull aside smugglers for searches just often enough to reinforce their sense of their own accuracy, but they, don't have, no, they have no idea how many they didn't. Uh, search that got away, so they don't really know their percentages if they're better than, you know, 50-50, which is true. Wow, right. Yeah, nobody's keeping track of the control group. Uh, hmm. there, th- then there's the preconceived biases we all bring to the table. Effective polarization is a fancy political science term that describes the growing tendency for Republicans to have a good feeling about other Republicans, Democrats to have a good feeling about other Democrats, and both groups to have negative feelings about the other. So that's how we ended up with, well, where we ended up. You know, that reminds me a little bit of the uh, negotiation stuff we were talking about earlier in the show, where if you're having a positive interaction with somebody, your breathing and heart rate actually starts to align with them. You you literally kind of sync up in a super primal way. And if you're having an uncomfortable exchange with somebody, you get a little fight or flight. 
And I wonder, maybe it's the, we're uh, subjected to that sort of thing so frequently now through social media. I think maybe we're, we really resent each other for making us feel uncomfortable. And, and you want to believe the worst about somebody who's making you feel that way. Does that make sense? I think so. But then how about the Lindsey Graham thing, for instance? Um, would that be trying to spot a lie? I guess to some extent, because a lot of people thought it was, you know, one chunk of the country thought it was just completely phony. And uh, another chunk of the country thought it was the most heartfelt, dignified thing that happened all day long. Yeah. Um, which is quite a difference in perception of the same event, which has got to only come with from within, right? From within whatever you've got inside you to start with. Right. I would argue knowing Lindsey Graham and his act and his history is pretty useful. But I see, I was trying to th- look at the other side. I see Cory Booker getting all adamant, and I think, what a phony. Right. You know, I'll, I'll admit it. Of course, he's a phony. I've got that going for me, <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really into the, because he was the first one to announce on Friday, so therefore I'm leaving this hearing, get up and leaving. He's really into that whole thing. <laughs> well, Kamala Harris, she left and stayed gone. <laughs> Corey walked out so he could get the get the clips of that, and then he came back as soon as it was his turn to talk again. Oh, gotcha. So he, he ran out for the cameras, <laughs> ran back for the mic. Wow. Yeah. Wow, good description of a politician. He's into the stunts. Yeah. Hey, remember that, uh, remember, Can we can use his name, can't we? Why don't we call him Bannigan? Don Bannigan, that um, uh, sales guy we worked with years mm. and years ago, mm. who was just the lionest liar who ever lied. Were there tells? <laughs> or or did we just figure out he was a liar because of the facts of the thing? I think it was just the, he says things and then they turn out to not to be true. Yeah, as how you determined that. Yeah, but it, it took us a long time to figure out what a oh, liar yeah. oh, he yeah. was. Yeah, and I, you know, I look at the Lance Armstrongs and the, uh, the all the athletes that lied about steroids, and I completely believed them. Yeah, partially because I wanted it to be true, I guess. There are no tells. You're no better than a coin flip at telling who's lying. That's that's according to these. So studies. so don't trust anyone <laughs> and accuse everyone. <laughs> hey kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Oh, boy. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Kind of put a nice little bow on the show. Hey, uh, how about Positive Sean? What's your final thought? Yeah, I'm going to be doing some more research into what this uh, this new uh, trade agreement is going to be. But I figured out why they didn't go with USCAM and, and they went with USMCA. Uh, is because USCAM also spells out USCAM. And they probably didn't want to have that be the name of their trade agreement. <laughs> Somebody probably pointed that out. <laughs> Hey, uh, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Uh, Now that I'm a single man, once again, I shall nurse my injured heart with perhaps an afternoon casino run. You never know what kind of romantic adventure you might have at the afternoon buffet on a Monday afternoon. (laughs) I'm sorry that didn't work out for you over the weekend. Sure, what's your pickup line? Wow, you really like potatoes. Oh, look at them. Nice. Uh, hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Uh, yeah, Joe is authorized to give out wedding licenses. I will, as of tomorrow, have the legal authority to give out fishing licenses. <laughs> I filled out the paperwork, and my bucket list is a bit smaller. <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with us? It's my wife's birthday today, which it's one of those birthdays that, for whatever reason, and it's not it's a, it's an odd number, but she's she's very unhappy with the uh, the age. For some reason, it's hitting her hard. But so I've got to somehow. 
you know, honor it with the gifts and the cake and everything like that. Not ignore it, because then you're in trouble, but without highlighting it as a walking a very fine line today. Oh, boy, good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. My final thought is the Ryder Cup is an every-other-year competition in the world of golf between the United States and the Euros, and the Euros whooped our heinies. Made Tiger look like a, a weekend hacker. Just killed us. If World War II had gone like this, we'd all be speaking German. Are the Europeans just better than the Americans at golf? Mm, they care more okay. about this competition because they're not America. Gotcha. We've got being America yeah. on our side. So they can say, we get to go back to the United States and you have to stay here. That's what they say at the end of it. Exactly. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Got a lot of good clicks for you. What? We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. They're worse now than ever. They're loco. Armstrong and Getty, the voice (laughs) of the West.